Welcome to Obscurus, your weekly dose of paranormal fiction. Every Wednesday, Obscurus features new short stories and serialized novels written by novelist, screenwriter, and voiceover artist Biswajit Banerjee. The realm of the paranormal stretches far beyond the usual horror story. So while you'll get to listen to lots of ghost stories on this podcast, there will also be many tales of lesser-known paranormal themes. To get us started, here is your host, Biswajit Banerjee. Welcome back to Obscurus, your haven for exploring the mysterious and the uncharted. I am Biswajit Banerjee and I am here to guide you through the next twist in our enthralling narrative, The Agent of Wish Fulfillment. In our previous episode, we witnessed our protagonist's encounter with the enigmatic Ichapurti Devaduta, a figure who claims to possess the power to fulfill a single humanly wish possible. As we continue our journey, the line between skepticism and belief becomes increasingly blurred. Our protagonist faces a dilemma that challenges his perception of reality and forces him to confront the depths of his desires. What wish will he choose? And at what cost? The story ahead promises to be a labyrinth of choices, each with unforeseen consequences. Before we delve deeper, I invite you to visit my website biswajitbanerjee.com for more insights into my world of storytelling. Also, check out obscurus.busproud.com where you can access all episodes of Obscurus complete with detailed transcripts and special features. We are excited to announce that soon you will be able to support Obscurus on Patreon and other platforms. Your support is invaluable in helping us continue to bring these captivating stories to life. Stay tuned for more updates on this. And remember to join my YouTube channel for the latest updates and content. Your subscription and engagement help us reach more listeners and create a community of story enthusiasts. Let's step back into the shadows with The Agent of Wish Fulfillment Part 2. Prepare for a journey where each decision leads to a new revelation and every revelation brings further questions. In the world of Obscurus, Every story is a step into the unknown, a dance with the mysterious forces that shape our lives. Let the story continue.
the agent of wish fulfillment part 2 written and performed by biswajit banerji His words challenged my rational senses and I got up from the chair again. The old man left all doors open for him to go away without doing anything for me. He would ask me to give him my choices for the work that I would want him to do one by one. Every time I asked him to do something, he would say the work was beyond my abilities after i exhausted my three chances the old man would walk away by saying that none of the things i asked him to do were within my physical and mental capacities and therefore he would not be able to do any of them probably the old man was only having fun it was also possible that he was a social scientist performing experiments to study human desires no i wasn't willing to be a subject of that experiment enough i have had enough please leave i do not believe any of the stuff that you told me do you think you can fool me like this look sir i am not fooling you You will be fooling yourself if you do not believe me. Shut up. Relax, young man, and sit down. I can give you proof of my genuineness. Yet again, the man looked genuine. The smile on his thin lips couldn't have indicated anything other than truthfulness. But this man claimed to be an agent of wish fulfillment. Did that statement sound true? I was in a strange situation. Whatever the man said sounded utterly irrational. Yet all he said appeared true. He was also willing to give me proof of his genuineness. My curiosity peaked. What proof could he provide to convince me of his truthfulness? I wondered. As he smiled again, scratching the puckered cheeks, I pulled the chair and sat. Good sir, you are an intelligent man. Give me the proof. The old man smiled. Go ahead, give me the proof. I said again. Yes sir, I will give you the proof. Ask the bartender who is sitting across the table from you. Obviously you are sitting across the table from me why are you answering the question ask the bartender rest assured you will get the proof hey david i said the bartender turned around and smiled do you want more beer sir no david tell me who is sitting across the table from me what kind of a question is that sir Please David I want an answer can you tell me 
who's the one sitting across the table from me? Sir, there's no one sitting across the table from you. You are all alone at that table. Although two bottles of beer are not much, they seem to have dulled your senses, sir. Probably you shouldn't drink any more. The old man laughed. Did you hear that? The bartender cannot see or hear me. How can that be? You are as solid as the table. Well, I may be solid for you, but no one else can see or hear me. But we spoke pretty loudly, didn't we? Press the bartender into service again. Ask him if he has heard you, or for that purpose, the one sitting across the table from you say anything in the last 45 minutes or so. I have even shouted at you. Just ask the bartender, sir. David, I said, turning at the bartender again. Sir, I do not think you must drink any more. Tell me this, David. Have you not heard this old man and me speak loudly since I moved away from your counter? Well, sir, as far as I am concerned, I heard nothing. Since the time you moved away from the counter and sat in that chair you are still sitting in, you didn't say anything except refuse more beer and ask me who was sitting across the table from you and whether or not I heard you and the imaginary creature who's giving you company now have loud talks. Sir, I suggest you go home now. No matter what, you must not drink any more. The old man erupted into another of his peals of laughter. Is it some joke you guys are playing on me? No, dear sir, nobody is playing any joke on you. Let me put it simply. You are unwilling to accept the truth. I am an agent of wish fulfillment and everything I told you is true. None of the men and women at this bar except you can see or hear me. But they can see and hear me, right? Then how could David not hear me talk? I am talking so loudly now. Can't he still hear me? Are you talking, sir? What do you mean? Sir, you simply feel you are talking. The truth is, we haven't talked at all. All our communication has been telepathic. We are simply exchanging thoughts, dear sir. The truth struck me like lightning. Indeed, we were not talking at all. For a long time, I didn't say anything except to exchange some words with the bartender. The old man was spot on. We have had a telepathic communication. Tell me, sir, are you now convinced I am not telling lies? After a pause of about a minute, I nodded. Good, sir. We can now talk business. Another minute passed before I said, Can you do anything that I am capable of doing in the next 24 hours? Well, sir, I have answered that question already. It is time for you to make your wish. Okay, convince the promotional committee 
they made the wrong choice. Tell them that they ought to accept their error in judgment in writing and instruct the administrative unit to cancel the promotion order of Mr. Frank Jones and issue an order promoting me instead. The old man scratched his forehead for some time and then said, I am afraid I cannot do that for you, sir. For sure, you know the reason why I cannot keep your wish. You are incapable of doing the act that you are asking me to do yourself. Indeed, he was right. I lacked the guts to take up the matter with the promotional committee. Now, I was left with two other chances. Okay, force Mr. Frank Jones to refuse the offer of promotion. Again, he scratched his wrinkled forehead and said, Sorry, sir, I cannot do such a thing. Can you force Mr. Jones to decline the offer of promotion? Well, I am not sure. Maybe I can threaten Mr. Jones with dire consequences if he accepts the offer. No, sir, you are incapable of doing that. The old man was right again. My personality lacked the courage and skills to threaten a person. The thought of threatening Mr. Jones with serious consequences filled my heart with the fear of the impact such a deed could have on me. Mr. Jones might lodge a complaint with the administrative unit. Still worse, he could file a complaint with the police. The cameras in his rooms feebly captured the sounds. My threat might get audiovisually recorded in the central server and act as evidence against me. Since such an act would be considered unbecoming of my stature in the company, the seniors wouldn't think for even a second before firing me. Regardless of whether Mr. Jones filed a criminal complaint with the police or not, my seniors would certainly take legal action in keeping with the company regulations. So, what could I do to have Mr. Jones's promotion order annulled and have a fresh order promoting me to the post of Chief Financial Advisor issued? No, there was nothing I could do. Oh, I felt so helpless at that moment. How much I hated Mr. Jones. Despite being a much inferior worker, he managed to get the promotion. Merit has little value these days. Those who are cunning and can manipulate things to suit their needs emerge as the winners. Oh, I hated Mr. Jones so much. When the promotion order was delivered to him in the conference room, he smiled, showing his ugly teeth. If his canines had been a little larger, they would have looked like fangs. And when he looked at me, I immediately knew what he wished to tell me with that ugly glance. Hey, I have beaten you, man. Now you know who is the winner. How happy I would be if the scoundrel died. Only if I had the powers to make him die a natural death. Sadly, I didn't have such powers. But wait a moment. 
I certainly had the powers to kill him, didn't I? For sure, I wouldn't mind shooting him dead if no one could find out who was the killer. So, the thought that crossed my mind when I was parking the car wasn't a stray idea. My mind was serious about killing him if I could do so without causing any harm to myself. And so, we draw the curtain on the agent of wish-fulfillment part two, leaving us in a realm of intrigue and unanswered questions. Our protagonist stands at the crossroads of reality and illusion, his mind a battleground of skepticism and the tantalizing possibility of fulfilled desires. What will happen next in this intricate dance of wishes and consequences? As we journey deeper into this tale, the mysterious unravel, each layer revealing more about the enigmatic Ichapurti Devaduta and the true nature of our protagonist's deepest desires. In the upcoming episodes of Obscurus, prepare to be entwined in a narrative where every choice leads to a discovery and every discovery challenges our understanding of fate and free will. How will our protagonist navigate this perplexing offer? What wish will he ultimately decide to pursue and at what cost? Join me again as we explore these shadowy parts woven with the threads of human ambition, desire, and the unseen forces that shape our destinies. The story of The Agent of Wish Fulfillment is far from over, and its secrets are yet to be fully revealed. Until our next episode, ponder the possibilities in the power of a wish, the complexities of our desires, and the unexpected consequences they can bring. What hidden truths will come to light? What shadows will emerge from the depths of the unexplored? The journey into the heart of the agent of wish fulfillment continues, and its secrets are waiting to be unearthed. Stay tuned, stay spellbound, and remember that the most extraordinary stories are often hidden in unexpected places. Until next time, keep exploring the obscured corners of our world and the depths of your imagination.
Thanks for listening to Obscurus. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and visit BiswajitBanerjee.com for more information about Biswajit's books, movies, documentaries, and other creative pursuits. We shall see you next Wednesday with another episode of Obscurus. Till then, take care.